0: Welcome to your podcast, Leadership is Tricky, where we'll tackle various topics, challenges, and experiences as it relates to your investment in leadership. So let's design success together. Now your hosts. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Leadership is Tricky. Eric here. Um, I'm here with uh, John Holly today, and he's one of our special guests. How are you doing, John? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for taking the time. Um, yeah, so I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say I, I wanted to give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, we do have a, a couple new sponsors, but this week we're going to talk about uh, um, They are a company out of Houston, Texas. Um, just so happens to be uh, my brother owns it, um, you know, but they're they're there for all your data analytic needs. Um, so uh, if, if you have those needs, you want to improve your business, uh, give Analatex uh, a, a call and we'll, we'll post their, uh, their website here at the, uh, when I post the episode. So um, John, so um, yeah, again, welcome to the podcast. I know we've talked several times before. We were introduced by a, a, a teammate of ours, uh, Trish Martinelli. Um, shout out to Trish because she gets me a lot of folks on the podcast. Um, yeah, so why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Awesome, yeah. Uh, Well, shout out to Trish right out of the gate, and uh, so I'm a former former Navy guy. So uh, nuclear trained, surface warfare officer, eleven years in the Navy. Uh, I was fortunate enough to spend the last several years of my time in the Navy as a full time facilitator, you know, doing problem solving and strategy and team building and that whole thing. I live in Virginia Beach. Uh, I've got a a four year old daughter. my wife was a former surface warfare officer as well. I'm a DIYer. I have a German Shepherd. That's my whole life story. Perfect, as, quick that, as I could make it. I think the
0: one that matters is you got a four year old because <laughs> I got one of those too. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, being a father to a four year old's pretty tough. Uh, they take a lot of energy. Um, oh yeah, yeah, but you know they give a lot of energy as well. So, um, that, no, that's cool. So um, let's 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 just start with uh, your, your your time in the Navy though. I know you said eleven years. Um, And you were doing some facilitation there. Um, Let's just talk a little bit about uh, um, about that time and some some of your leadership challenges, you know, while you were in the Navy. I'm an Army guy, so I won't hold that against you. But uh, (laughs) right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I
1: think one of the biggest challenges that I had uh, when I so I, I, I did this by going to transition, I went to leave the Navy and discovered that I was good at something, wanted to start my own thing and kind of got asked if I wanted to stay behind and, you know, do those things in the Navy. And I think the hardest thing to work with in the military is everybody wants to know what the return on investment is. How much How much are they going to get out of your efforts? Right. And the the interesting part about innovation, creativity, uh, problem solving, strategy, et cetera, is you don't really know... Until you're done experimenting with the unknown, so convincing leadership that they need to give you the time, trust, and top cover to go and do this thing over there, or get more education on that thing over there—that uh, was the the real challenge for me, and it took a long time to kind of break through that red tape before they started seeing the return on investment in their own language and uh, and justifying it, you know.
0: Right. Yeah, because I was just having this conversation this morning with, uh, you know, one of my uh, senior leaders is that uh, if you don't give me the resources, it's just an idea. Right. So um, and I'm not about uh, spending a lot of energy on ideas. Um, So, um, yeah, no, I I, I, it resonates with me. So um, you spent 11 years and you went off and did your own thing um, or, you know, how did that transition happen?
1: Yeah. So, uh, on the, on the way to transition out, um, I really wanted to go work for, for Google. I ended up going to a million different schools, classes on, you know, to be honest with you and transparent, I almost didn't care about some of them. I just wanted the check in the block so that all I right. could be like, look at me, look at all of these things I've done, uh, to apply to, to Google. And, uh, in doing that kind of, uh, fell into a situation where I I found out that I could actually truly enjoy leading groups of people in in those things and was able to to demonstrate it. Um, you know the scenario that played. There's a there's a couple of them, but one of them was uh, I, I got invited to a um, a meeting for probably about ten Navy captains, so 06s. and you know they told me and of several times before it started. You know, you're not gonna be talking, you're gonna do the note-taking thing. I'm a lieutenant in the corner, right? My my only job is to write down what I hear, et cetera. And it's it's two hours long. I'm in this meeting, and after an hour, we're still on number one on the agenda out of like four or five things, right? Six, seven things, whatever it was. It was a it was a number, right? Big number of of things they had to get through. We were an hour in and weren't done with the first. And I kind of gave this really big sigh, like, oh, God. <laughs> and uh, one of the captains in there that didn't like me very much uh, was like, oh, you think you could do better? And I was like, I know I can do better. And they were like, well, prove it. So for the next hour, I ran their meeting and pretty much got through almost all of their things, using the tools, tips, tricks, etc. from those Google classes that I've been to. And um, so from there, they invited me to do a couple other things, uh, and then I was able to kind of proof uh, what I was working on as it went, and then they let me start my own company. Um, when I said, hey, I really want to go, I'm going to start this for myself, they were like, well, let's do them both at the same time. That's kind of how it worked out. So it was a long-winded answer to say, uh, mutually beneficial for the Navy and myself, my company.
0: Now you hit on a great point though. Is uh, I've been in those meetings. I sit in those meetings. I was just left one of those meetings, <laughs> right? Um, and and I had a friend, uh, and I still have a friend. You know, she 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 was on our, our podcast as well, and we were talking about meeting management at one point, and we started to do a secret study. Um, you know, uh, how much did the meetings cost? And you know, how many people show up to a meeting uh, to sit in the peanut gallery, take notes um, say nothing, um, or, you know, how much do the people around the table cost? And then what did we achieve, right? What was the input and ultimately the objective? And we got to about a week and we just started just getting, uh, um, sad about the situation because we sit in a lot of meetings and they're so expensive. I think we got up to, after about a week, we got to about a hundred thousand dollars, um, for, you know, for those, those hour meetings. And now, you know, when I sit, we sit in this distributed work environment, and we sit on these meetings on teams um, and sometimes there's like a hundred people on there and I'm like three people talk the whole time. And I'm like, what are the these people doing? You know, just sitting in the back. Yep. It, it just, it, it prompted me to think about that. And I wish we would have had your facilitation and, or or wish we had those, that facilitation in most of these meetings that we have. Cause we, we don't get past anything, you know, we get in there and it gets to, ah, oh, but what about this? Or but what about that? You know, we go down this whole rabbit hole all the time, but no, that's cool. So, um, so, so, what was your motivation, though? Like, you know, to start your, to start your journey, and, and, and tell us what your company is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my my motivation was, um, you know, after spending 11 years in in the Navy. I mean, it's not a lot of time, right? There's a lot of people that you know that have been in for 20, 25, 30, etc.
0: Right.
1: I would argue a lot of those people like that's their personality they fit into it well um, et etc i did not fit in in the nuclear community at all i mean not even close um you know i'm the guy that was studying 14 hours a day at nuclear power school on a on a saturday and sunday took 4 days off total out of 6 months including the weekends to propose to my wife failed all the tests afterwards like i i had to struggle through it and so you know the monthly tests that you have and whatnot it just didn't you're constantly on edge you're constantly in a stressful environment at least for me right. and my motivation was what am i really good at what can i provide the most impact to other people doing and how can i be myself and you know when you do that venn diagram there's a couple other things here and there right you know time with family and and income and freedom and all that stuff you do the Venn diagram, and it pretty much only goes to that, at least for my personality, right? Not to say that that's the case for anybody else, but for my personality, that Venn diagram points to be a facilitator. Uh, you know, and and it's not the same, right? You, you can do the same type of workshop for the same type of people, but it's going to be different. So it's uh-huh. constantly changing. Uh, you have to be on your toes in that respect. And so my motivation is just to do what I like to do now as opposed to waiting. Um, so my, I did this a little backwards, I guess. My, my company does offsites, retreats, team building, strategy, et cetera, anything that pretty much has a problem or gets a group of people together to uh, celebrate one another or their business strategies, et cetera, that's kind of what I do. So helping uh, com- companies and organizations create their own offsites without me Right. Uh, all the way to me running the show from, from start to finish and, you know, figuring out how to get the most out of your people really.
0: No, I, I think that's amazing. Cause uh, um, because we share acquaintances, uh, you know, everyone that I talk to, you know, whether it's Daniel Manning or, you know, Trish Martinelli or, or yourself or, or other folks that are in that circle, it's all about people at the end of the day and maximizing that time, you know, bringing them together to, to solve problem sets. And then, you know, you got a shelf life. I've got a shelf life right within that problem set that we give the work back to the people. And it just reminds me of a adaptive leadership because um, I read a lot of Ron Heifetz uh, books and and I sat through a couple lectures when he came to Harvard when I was there. And uh, he just talks about that. You know, how do you find a common problem set, bring people together, motivate, inspire and then give the work back so they can you know, change the world. And yeah, I saw that you, you wrote an article about uh, changing the status quo. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about that on this show is that um, you have to find those people, those, those, those positive disruptors to ch- that challenge the status quo. Cause if not, you know, it's kind of like you, you know, being in, in that environment, in the Navy, you get stuck in this, this, this space, you know, where you're, you're always fighting against the system. You know, you want to flee at some point or, you know, a lot of people might even freeze in place, you know, if they don't get out of that and, and you know, find their purpose, which which takes me to my next question. You know, because um, you talk about you did the Venn diagram and you, you said, I'm a facilitator. Right. You know, so so is that what you feel your purpose is?
1: I think so. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a lot of uh, ways that you can take that. Right. You can take it as a purpose for, you know, family, friends, community uh, et But I think that that is what I was brought on earth to do. Not necessarily the facilitation piece. I think that's an element of it. Um, I think it is to plus up and maximize other people. So, so there's the, you know, five strengths on the strength finders thing. My number one is maximizer. And, um, basically when I say get the most out of an individual, it's, it's not just them, it's the collective, right? It's the, it's, organization, how they act and interact with other people, etc. So um, that, that, that tacit knowledge and truly tapping into, you know, I had a uh, somebody that uh, in the Navy, uh, another nuke told me this one time, and I didn't truly appreciate it at the time uh, until recently. But they said that everybody is on a ladder. Everybody that is underneath you is on a ladder somewhere. They're holding on to a rung. And your job as a leader is not necessarily to get them to the top of the ladder. Not everybody's going to be able to get to the top of the ladder, but they're all there. They're all hanging on. Your job is to individually and incrementally improve the situation of everybody so that they don't go down the ladder, but they continue to go up. And that's kind of how I feel for what I do, right? Right. Keep people on the ladder, keep moving them up. Uh, in a effective and efficient way, you know.
0: No, I've never heard that before. But I can, you know, I'm sitting here picturing in my head right now, and I'm sure that our listeners are are as well. They're kind of like, man, what are you talking about with this ladder, right? <laughs> you know, I've been on a ladder, right? And yeah. But- yep. No, no, I I think that's great because, uh, you know, one of the things that I've always said is um, and and I got this, uh, uh, you know, from someone very close to me who said one day during a lecture that said, you always have to live your purpose or you'll always live someone else's purpose. Right. And uh, yeah, no, I'm glad that you you were able to do that self-reflection and inventory of your life and, and be able to you know, step into your bigness in the words of of my co-host, Steven, who's not here today, but, um, (laughs) you know, step into your bigness and start your, your organization. And, and so how long has your organization been around? Uh, you know, when was that transition point? And, um,
1: Yeah. So I I went originally to transition in 2015, 2016 timeframe. I officially started my business in 2017 and my last official navy workshop was actually my very last day in the navy uh 45 admirals over in uh, Norfolk and the very next week covid essentially shut down everything i mean it was around when we did it but it wasn't you know
0: as prevalent i don't want to
1: say not a big deal but uh not as well known so i went from i guess in short i really started my business um you know March, April timeframe of 2020, uh, right. when I could spend full time on it, you know, where it is today type of thing. So,
0: yeah. In retrospect, you know, when you think about people starting businesses, uh, you know, during the pandemic was probably a good, uh, you know, good time to do it, but <laughs> you know, um, at least you got to, uh, um, um, work on your gi- digital transformation and, and, and For pivot, sure. you know, pivot with, with everyone else to, to this virtual environment. So that's how we yes. met, right? So um, yeah, yeah. No, so- I'm.
1: I'm so glad. I'm. I'm really, truly glad that it happened the way that it did. And you know, I. I don't want to take away from anybody that had any kind of negative uh, effects of them, but when you're pushed to the point of sink or swim, which I was, um, you know, literally get out of the navy. Your entire income, sole source, uh, goes away, and you've got to provide. Um, So it's just like, how can I reinvent myself? How can I iterate through this and improve? And I got to tell you, like, my perfect example is I I would go out to San Diego all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And it'd be, you get on a 5.30 flight, 5.25 out of Norfolk, waking up at three something to get there. You get there uh, to do some kind of hour, 90 minute thing at like 2, 2 p.m. You get on the red eye that night, you come home, and then I'm just dead to the world when I get home to my family for right. the next, for me, two days before I finally have a pulse again. And now I can do that in my slippers, Um, potentially have the same impact that I would have had flying out there. It's just um, I, I never would have pushed myself to that point if if it didn't happen for me, you know?
0: No, no, no. That's, that's awesome because, you know, I, I, would, I don't know if it resonates with you, so I just want to tell – and I'm with you, right? I know there's been a lot of tragedies come out of COVID. You know, people have lost uh, family members, you know, loved ones, et cetera. So, you know, my heart goes out to them. But on the business side, and and my personal uh, experience with COVID has been a positive one because uh, before COVID, like you, I was traveling all over the place, you know, and um, not being able to spend that time with 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 kids and you know, uh, be present with the wife and you know, missing uh, big events. Um, But with COVID, it slowed me down. You know, it said, uh, you know, I didn't have to travel any longer. I'm doing things virtually Um, to your point, having that same impact, but having a greater impact, you know, at home, you know, because I'm present with the kids. I get to stop for a minute and say, you know, let's focus on your schoolwork. Let's focus on you. How are you feeling? Right. Um, And and just seeing the way that they interact um, with each other, you know, as a as a unit. Uh, it took a while for me to get integrated, right? Because my wife was like, Yeah, I need you to go do something. When are you going <laughs> back to the office? You know? Um, but no, no, it's 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 been it's been a it's been a a a, a tough experience, uh, you know, the, this whole COVID nineteen pandemic. And um, but it's also been uh pretty rewarding because I've done inventory of myself, right? And created some boundaries for myself moving forward. Uh I think you and I talked about that, um, as well with your, your, your work, uh, schedule, um, how you created some, some good boundaries for yourself, but Hey, so, all right. So you, you start during, so how's the first year been for you? Um, yeah, yeah let's, the, let's, let's walk through that. The beginning of it was
1: absolutely brutal. I mean, I, I almost felt like I was back in nuclear power school. No offense to anybody that went through that. Um, it was it was rough. Um, I did not make a single dollar for almost seven months. Wow! So out of the Navy, sole source of income, no income for seven months. Um, But I was grinding. I, I was working really, really hard. And I was taking calls on Saturdays and Sundays and during bike rides and during dinner. And literally every time that you you got to be available, right? If there's somebody that wants to pay for something and you're that hungry, you kind of have to go to it. And then you kind of fast forward from there to now. Um, the rest of the time more than made up for those seven months. So it was patience and, and hard work that, you know, I, a lot of luck, right? But I'm, I'm in a really good place now. I mean, the business, um, everybody that I went to help during that time who was unable to pay most of them or a lot of them have come back and actually paid me after they've gotten uh, everything under them and ready to go. Right. So you can't really ask a, anybody on a sinking ship to lend a hand without helping themselves first. But once they once they did, um, things have just been kind of coming around. So I kept getting asked all the time from my wife and other people like, why do you keep doing this stuff for free? Why do you keep doing this stuff for free? And I was just like, they need it i'm not getting paid anyways and i got to keep my skills sharp right i don't want to spend a year not practicing what i do and then turn around and hope that we can just turn the spigot on so it was a long-winded answer again but um
0: no it's not long-winded at all i think it's i think it's pretty uh pretty cool you know because uh you know, we, we had a gentleman on our last uh, podcast, and uh, he 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 always talks about just keep pushing, right? That's his thing. He just that's his tagline: just keep pushing. He does life coach type things, but um, his name's Eric Collier. So, but uh, yeah, he talks about you just pushing through adversity and then coming out on the other side with more than what you anticipated. So, no, it, I think it I think it resonates, and 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 you know, kudos to you to keep grinding because I think the world just loves people that grind, you know, (laughs) I really do. You know, there's too many people out there that, you know, have good ideas and they quit and then, you know, um, their, their true potential is never really realized. So, um, so, um, let's talk about your workshops, right? I'm interested in, in your workshops, right? So, um, let's, you know, me, I have a problem. I call you, you know, how do you come help me? You know, let's walk through that. This is,
1: This is a can of worms right here. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll be as succinct as I can. So my process that I usually go down is I start by listening. I ask a million questions, like who are the people that are coming? What kind of problem do you think you have? How long have you been working on it? Uh, You know, who are the people that are five feet from the problem? Are they the ones that are helping you solve it? Or, uh, you know, are we solving it from down on high? Like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And then it usually gets into a, okay, well, what kind of means do you have to solve it and go through it? Like, are you going to truly invest in your people and, and solve it? Or are you just trying to get a check in the box? And I try to have a frank, transparent conversation with them because if they're just trying to get by, I don't necessarily want to, there's different things that I can do. I don't really want to do a workshop for people that are just going to do it and, not fix it, not to get to the root cause because my reputation, right, is on the line for doing what I say I'm going to do. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I never really understood this, um, until I started my business. You know, somebody will come over to your house and you'll ask them how much will it cost to redo my kitchen or my bathroom? Right. I'm a DIY guy, but I try to ask like, how much would this cost a professional to do? And they, a lot of them, right out of the gate, they'll go. Well, how much money do you have to work with? Right. And you go. I'm not telling you that. You know, like if I tell you twenty thousand dollars, you're going to charge me twenty thousand dollars. Well, eh, nineteen
0: go nine nine five, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, but but it actually, if if the person is trustworthy, it actually makes sense. Right. I could build one for seven thousand, but it might not be the material you want. Right. And it might not look the way you want it to look. So sure, I could do a workshop for you for X, but if you give me an extra day and you have five extra people show up and you devote leadership to the front or back end or middle of it, you know, we can accomplish some things. So I go go through those types of questions with them. And then uh, just like kind of eating my own dog food, I, I create an agenda of what I think the perfect product looks like. Um, and I call it a 40% product. And I give it to them and I say, This is my idea. Let me know what you think. And then I iterate on it until it's game time. And then uh, I throw the plan out the window because it's dynamic and never happens the way you plan it and kind of go from there, right? Um, It's all about making sure that you're using the right people to solve the right problem for the right outcome, et cetera. So I just want to make sure that I have those details down before I really sink my teeth into it.
0: And for folks that can't see John right now, when I asked him that question, he started explaining, he got extremely energetic and hype and smiling <laughs> from ear to ear. So you can see the passion and I can hear it in your words. You know, this is something that you love to do. And I think you're living your purpose. So I, 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 I applaud you for that. And um, so, all right, so now we, we're, we're, we're a little over a year in, right? And um, you know, things have, have changed for you. So, so so what are some of the challenges you see that you're going to have in let's say the next 12 months? Um uh, let's just say the next six, you know. Um, yeah. you know, what are some of those challenges, you know, from a leadership perspective uh for for your organization uh, that you think you're gonna have?
1: Yeah, so uh anywhere from small to big, right? On the small end, um I have this, you know, I don't know if you call it a conscience or whatever it is where I want to get back to in-person workshops. I want it to be a hybrid so that I can do the same stuff from home. I can do the workshops in person, but it's the, what do, what are other people, what are my clients going to think if I'm out there in person, right? Am I irresponsible now that I'm doing these things in person? So I'm trying to balance that. That's kind of uh, somewhere on the burner, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the other problems for the uh, next six months for me, it's, they're good problems to have is. I'm finally. This goes back to your boundary discussion. I'm finally saying no to the things that I don't want to do. And that take up a lot of my time and energy and effort, uh, and true and deflate me, right. They might Mm -hmm. not take a ton of time, uh, or energy necessarily in the moment, but they just deflate my motivation. And so I'm, I'm trying to balance the saying yes and saying no, and giving the commitments that Will put me where I want to be six months from now. So um, that includes having the right conversations. It includes getting out of the wrong ones, and that's really hard for me to do. Really hard. It's um, I'm learning every day, and I think one of the things that has helped me the most with that is I try to be as disgustingly transparent as I possibly can right out of the gate, and just say, "Hey, look." Let's skip through four conversations in the next five minutes, and I'm going to tell you blah. And if you like it, that's great. If you don't, then we're probably saving ourselves some time, and hopefully you can appreciate the fact that I (laughs) took the leap of faith to tell you. And, you know, I'd say seven out of ten times, they appreciate it.
0: Right. I guess it depends on who you're talking to. Right. Some people. Yeah. Might, eh, you know, uh, I always tell I tell, tell folks, you know, one of my strengths is being blunt and then one of my developmental errors is being blunt. Right. Because depending <laughs> on who I'm talking to, you know, it's, it's how they interpret it. Right. But. Yeah. Right. So, that, so that's the next six months. Right. Because I because I. I understand, right? Right now, you know, we're, everyone's getting, you know, inoculated, if I want to say that, but they're getting their vaccinations. <laughs> um, you know, they're getting their vaccinations and, and folks are starting to to feel like we're getting back to normal, but, you know, it's only in pockets right around the globe. Um, so the next six months, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be teeter tottering there, you know, but, you know, let's say a year from now, you know, I, I think we'll be able to get back to normal with some precautions. Uh, you know, what, what are you hoping to achieve? You know, let's say 12 months from now.
1: Yeah. Um, it's actually my first year plan was actually to bring on people for my business. Um, and with the uncertainty of everything that's been going on, I haven't been able to do that. So my 12 month plan is absolutely to do that. I've done it in pockets. I've paid 1099s to help me here and there. Um, but it it would be to full time be able to look somebody and their family in the eye and say, you know, I've got you. We're yeah. we're going to make this work type of thing. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm comfortable and safe enough to be able to, to do that. So 12 months uh, is definitely my plan for that.
0: So that's interesting. And I'm going to ask you a question. I know. Uh, uh, it, so why is that important to you? Right. Um, to be able to look them in the eye and say, you know, I'm here. I'm responsible for you. I've got you. We can do this. So I just found that interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, Gosh, it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, the whole, uh, maybe a military thing. I don't, I don't exactly know, but when you say you are going to do something or you say you've got somebody's back, you truly, they don't have to think twice about it. They don't, uh, have to second guess you. They don't have to ask you, uh, you know, any other times your word is your bond type of nice. thing. And, and that's the type of person that I, try to be uh is to make sure that my commitments are met and then there's another layer to it it's like if if i trust somebody with my family right and they let me down my family doesn't care that they let me down my family cares that i let them down right. that i put them in a position that uh couldn't do x y or z and obviously they'll support me etc but i don't want that on my conscience, right conscience i want to be able to truly mean it when I say, you know, I've got their back. And then there's another layer to it altogether, which is, uh, in order to scale and truly create the impact that I think I was put on earth to do, I can't do it alone. Right. Right. I need people to plus me up. I need to plus them up, etc. So I need them to feel comfortable enough that they don't have to go look for a side job. They don't have to worry about an exit strategy. They're in it. And, and they're, they're right alongside me to uh, create the future type of thing.
0: No, that's great because a, a friend of mine, uh, her name's Michelle, so we, we talk all the time. She's like one of my people in the world, right? So I can count them on one hand. But she she talks about, she has a heat model, right? Everyone has her, their, their models, right? But heat, so it's honesty, empathy, accountability, um, and trust. Did I forget one? Yeah. So that's it. Um, but... And that's one of the things I think about all the time that, you know, when I meet great leaders or good leaders, folks that actually care about other human beings um, and, and care about the 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 activity of leadership, um, they, they exhibit all those qualities that you just mentioned. Right. Um, you know, that honesty, that that empathy, that accountability and trust. And it's everything that you packed up and in, in what you said and um, in, in taking care of, of people um, because I, I, you know, in, in folks that I work with that work under my care, I always tell them all the time and they probably get tired of hearing this. I don't care about the work. I care about you. Right. And, um, you know, care about them, their families and are they safe? Are they, um, um, happy, you know, um, because then you get the most out of them, you know, once they know that you have their back and, and that's pretty cool. So, um, so can I, can I ask you, you know, cause as we talk about, um, you were in the Navy and, you know, military officer, and now you're, you're going into your company. Do you have any mentees or, uh, do you do any mentorship? Um, you know, and then what's some of those unique things that you do with your, your mentees or mentors, uh, uh as your mentoring?
1: Yeah. So absolutely. I have mentors several. Right. Uh, and for myself, um, I attempt to mentor anybody that is, I guess my, I don't know if it's a niche or it's just people that have gotten in touch with me just for this specific purpose, but kind of transition and starting their own company, people that are in the military or transitioning somewhere else. um, Just because they know my own story and they know that I struggled with it heavily and, and that I can kind of coach them through it. So what I try to do is, um, I provide different lenses in a very heavy way. I I don't know if this will make very much sense, but um, if you want me to talk you out of something and you want to know the other end of the spectrum, I can help do that. I mean, that's kind of what I do is shine light on various different aspects of looking at things and asking the right questions and really diving deep. If you really want to feel confident that you made the right decision and you want me to help. Validate it. I can help you do that. So as a mentor, I try to do both, and I try to uh, balance people out that are think they've got the the right answer solved, or think they're going to stay away from this because of that, right. and and really try to get them to think about the whole picture. So that's their their journey, right? I, I've had a mentor before that told me I'll never give you advice, and I was like, what? That's why I'm calling you. I want okay. advice, and and he was like, no, I'm going to give you experiences. And what you do with those experiences is is on you. It's not on me. It's uh, your personality, your background, your work ethic and drive that's gonna get you where you need to go, not my advice that gets you there. my my or uh, you know suggestions or or experiences. I can tell you what I did and why it was successful for me, but it mm-hmm. might not be successful for you type of thing. So,
0: it's, it's nice that you said that because that's exactly what this podcast is about. It's about sharing experiences with others and let them draw from it what they can. Um, so, hey, so we're, we're getting close to time here. And, you know, I know you're very protective of your time, um, so I, I don't want to waste it. So, you know, if you could just give someone out there that's aspiring to be, you know, a better entrepreneur, a better leader, just a better person um, in, in, you know, uh, what advice would you give that uh, give to those folks that, that are out there listening?
1: sure uh so this goes back to kind of what i said in the very beginning it's kind of be your own person right and right stay stay away from the bad things that you hear uh, attempt to emulate the good things type of thing but like do what makes the most sense for you um for your personality etc and and you'll be successful um mainly because you'll probably be happy and if you're happy to your point earlier, you're probably going to produce more in some way, shape or form. So I'd say be your own leader, be your own um, uh, role model for for the people that are around you and kind of strive to do better. I mean, those are things that a lot of people say, but do it your way, right? That's kind of the, the drive home point for me is do it your way. Don't do it somebody else's
0: way. Right. No, no, I appreciate that too. Cause, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people are always looking at other people's lives and, you know, they try to emulate it. It's, you got one life to live and just do what, do, do what you can, right. With your strengths and, and your resources and, and just keep grinding. You know, that's what I heard, you know, uh, from you today. And it's, it's what I got. And like I said, the world loves a grinder, right. You know, just keep pushing. Um, so, uh, so JWH enterprise LLC, um, Right. That's that's your organization. And uh, again, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, I want to thank our listeners out there uh, for for tuning in and for for another episode here in season two of Leadership is Tricky. Um, you can find us on all our all the major podcast outlets, um, and you can go to leadershipistricky.com if you want to leave some comments. If you have any questions for John, uh, just use the contact us on the website, and I'll make sure that they get over to him, so then he'll answer any questions. And uh, John, I'll leave any parting shots to you, anything you want to push out to the audience.
1: No, I, I appreciate you having me. Uh, like you said, anybody that has any questions whatsoever, I'm happy to help out any of your listeners in, in any way that I can uh, within reason. And uh, again, thank you very much for having me.
0: All right. Thank you for uh, uh, being here and uh, participating with Leadership is Tricky.